You're listening to Kyle Warren. Well, looks like Joe Biden is saying he'll take the uh, vaccine publicly as uh, George Bush and Barack Obama and Bill Clinton have said. But he's going to wait until Dr. Fauci tells him it's okay. Because Dr. Fauci is the end-all, be-all of all things coronavirus. And I got to tell you something, though, folks. This feels like it continues to sort of politicize the coronavirus, the response, even the vaccine. Because I got to ask this question. If Dr. Fauci told people to jump off a cliff, would they do it? (laughs) I don't think so. Well, Dr. Fauci said, stay with us, folks. All right. Welcome, everybody, around the globe and across the net. It is the Friday slash weekend edition. That's right, folks. It's the day of the week when we keep you entertained and informed a little bit more than we do throughout the rest of the week. That's even humanly possible. And as always, we do our level best. Send you off into your weekend with a smile. Oh, thank you very much. A singing host making his contractually mandated and obligatory appearance here on the program today. Folks, it's the Friday slash weekend edition. It's Friday, December the 4th, 2020. And boy, do we have an awful lot to tell you about. And even singing host, a little thank you very much right there. That's going to enter into the program here in just a little bit. I think you'll see why when we get to that particular part. Uh, And also, don't forget, um, I'll be a guest later on this evening on the Captain's America Third Watch radio program. That's Captain Matt Bruce, of course, uh, transmitting from his flagship station of AM860, The Answer, there in Tampa, Florida, going out along the Salem Media Group of stations, also along the GCN network as well. And uh, the captain and I will have a complete wrap-up of all of the day's political events, what's happening with the election, uh, what's happening with the coronavirus vaccine, and other news that you may not be hearing about uh, as well throughout the mainstream media. So you need to tune in. News uh, does break on the third watch. And when it does, we bring it to you live as well. All that begins later on this evening, 11.05 p.m. Pacific, 2.05 a.m. Eastern Time. Simply go to kylewarrenshow.com. You'll find links to listen live to AM860, the answer uh, right there. Um, Let's see. Also today on the program, uh, we've got the uh, Georgia governor calling... Uh, for signature audit after that video emerged uh, where they brought out all those extra ballots and stuff <laughs> you know it's just no there's nothing there's there's nothing to see here it's not it's all an illusion and this kind of thing but it doesn't look too illusory uh, to me and to millions of other people time is running out though we, we're not going to sugarcoat that the time is running out and uh, we don't know uh, how all this is going to end up but it does seem it does seem folks that uh, you know the more that comes out and you know you wouldn't have expected this on november 6th or 7th or you know that kind of thing 
But now, as we're weeks away now from the from the election, there's been time to begin to compile these uh, affidavits, these sworn testimonies, these witness accounts, have these hearings at the state legislature level, uh, these kinds of things, uh, begin these cases, uh, Sidney Powell releasing the Kraken, as it were. And so now these things are beginning to all sort of coalesce in terms of the volume of information that is out there. Now, whether or not a judge will will take it up, whether or not there is going to be a chance to get to the Supreme Court or have the Supreme Court take it up and then get some kind of decision which would involve presumably some kind of remedy uh, that would be imposed uh, and whether or not that remedy in and of itself would then change the results of the 2020 election as they stand right now. Well, that remains to be seen. But here we are, Friday, December the 4th, and we got a little more than a week um, to get to uh, December 14th when the electors are supposed to meet and cast their votes uh, for president of the United States. So, okay, we're going to get right into it. But first, I do want to say a great big thank you uh, to all the listeners out there and Facebook friends uh, and others who have been sending me happy birthday wishes today. It's really appreciated and uh, it just really makes my day. So thank you so much and uh, it is great to hear from all of you and uh, it really, really does uh, just warm my heart and I really, really appreciate it. So once again, thank you very, very much. Um, okay, so let's let's start out with Joe Biden in an interview uh, with Jake Tapper, where Biden is talking about whether or not he would take the uh, take the vaccine. Also, Biden says he wants the public to wear masks for 100 days. Now, this would presumably start on January 20th. Um, if, in fact, he goes and takes the oath of office of all this stuff and the election dispute and all these things. So if he takes the, the oath on the January the 20th, he's going to ask people to wear masks, wear masks rather for 100 days, quote, not forever. OK, <laughs> unquote. Um, why would he even have to say not not forever? I'm not telling you to do it forever. That actually worries me more than anything else uh, th- th- that he would say about that, because obviously, <laughs> You know, you know, and if President Trump said something like that, you know, listen, I'm asking to wear a mask for this, but not forever. You know, people would say, well, why is he saying not forever? I mean, does President Trump know something he's not telling us and and all this kind of thing? It'll be a huge, huge problem. You know, one would think. Uh, But at any rate, let's listen in here to Jake Tapper uh, talking to Joe Biden um, um, about all this. Let's listen in. Vaccinated before Inauguration Day. And will you do it? in public the way that Presidents Obama, Bush, and Clinton have suggested they're willing to. I'd be happy to do that. When Dr. Fauci says we have a vaccine that is safe, that's the moment in which I will stand before the public and see that, look, part of what has to happen, Jake, and you know as well as I do, people have lost faith in the ability of the vaccine to work. Already the numbers are really staggeringly low. And it matters what a president and a vice president do. Okay, stop, stop, stop right there. Stop right there. Okay, first of all, First of all, um, you know, hey, I'm going to it depends on what Dr. Fauci tells me, Uh, you know, and people have lost faith in the in why? Why have they lost faith in the vaccination thing? Well, why have they lost faith in that? Well, it's again, this is all just political stuff about Trump. 
Um, you know, President Trump, again, did not concoct a, a coronavirus vaccine using a chemistry set in the basement of the White House. And he wasn't like, hey, 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 hey. He, that's, I mean, that's not what happened, obviously. Um, and for, well, when Dr. Fauci tells me, that doesn't sound very presidential. In fact, number, it also sounds um, uh, it, as if, again, you're sort of giving all this all this um, uh, power to Dr. Fauci. And Dr. Fauci hasn't doesn't have the greatest track record of actually being right. Almost about anything, right? In fact, now we're finding out, well, I guess we didn't really have to close the schools down. The data doesn't really show that that schools are a real problem with this. And, and on it goes. But, oh, but Dr. Fauci said, oh, and Dr. Fauci this and Dr. Fauci that. Well, it's kind of like, you know, what your parents would say, you know, well, would you, well, if so-and-so told you to go jump off a cliff, would you do that? You know, this kind of thing. And that's kind of, I think, where this is really going with the Dr. Fauci thing. Um, but I digress. Uh, but here's the deal, though. Uh, I think a more presidential type response, if I was advising, which I'm not, obviously. And don't worry, they won't take my advice. I, you know, <laughs> I have no worries of that. Uh, but basically what he should have said was, look, the uh, the people that are, in fact, Biden could do this. You know, his one of his other catchphrases is, look look you know and he could say that and then he would say look you've got these uh these major pharmaceutical companies who have developed this it's in their best interest to do a great job uh they've been very thorough yes it's gone at warp speed but this is what we do when we really put our nose to the grindstone and this can this has been done and we have the White House has access to teams of, of experts and this kind of thing. And the general consensus is that this looks good. And so, therefore, I'm confident of leading America to this next thing. But to sit there and say, well, Dr. Fauci tells me this, it just it tells me, folks, that he's doing nothing but just, again, following the politics of all this stuff. And that's not leadership. And I'll just point that out right here, right now. Again, Dr. Fauci's been wrong about just about every single thing. And now, oh, we'll just take Dr. Fauci's word for it. Give me a break. You're listening to Kyle Warren. If you're a veteran looking to file for your service-connected benefits through the Department of Veterans Affairs, don't go it alone. AMVET's highly trained service officers stand ready to walk you through the process at VA regional offices around the country, helping you to navigate the complex VA system free of charge. With new presumptions for Agent Orange exposure and other conditions, AMVETS can offer you the advice you need to finally receive all of your earned benefits. In 2009 alone, AMVETS helped process more than 65,000 claims and appeals, securing more than $410 million in benefits. To find your nearest AMVETS service officer or to learn more, visit AmVets.org. Hey, I'm going out to buy those shelves for the closet. Oh, will you pick up 800 lumen bulbs? Honey, I love you, but 800 more flowers? You'll give the neighbors a real reason to think we're wacky. <laughs> Not flower bulbs, light bulbs. Come on, Dad. Lumens tell you how bright a bulb is. Our 60-watt bulbs give off about 800 lumens. We can replace them with new 800 lumen bulbs. Bulbs just as bright that use much less energy. So, we'll save money. Yes, and we can use that money to increase my allowance. Right. <laughs> Wise guy. Worth a try. So, you got that? Got it. No tulips, no watts, 800 lumens, and more savings. He got it. Lumens, the new way to shop for light. Learn more at energysavers.gov. 
That's energysavers.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Energy. After a long, hard day in the rough-and-tumble world of politics, open a tall, cool Kyle Warren show. Ah, that crisp, refreshing taste. That smooth style. That effervescing attitude. And without all that other stuff that can, well, bog you down. Helping to put back what the daily media assault takes away, listen to The Kyle Warren Show weekdays right here on this station and visit the website at kylewarrenshow.com. is in session with the professor of politics, Kyle Warren. You betcha, and welcome back, everybody. Kyle Warren with you, and thank you to Mr. Ron Edwards. We'll hear from Ron here in a brand-new Edwards Notebook just a little while here in the program. And, folks, once again, thanks to everybody, not only for your birthday wishes today, but also for sharing the program, subscribing to the program, It really is appreciated, and we keep going up and up and up, just like the music is doing right there for one reason and one reason only, and that is you, the listener. And uh, we're keeping going today here on this Friday slash weekend edition, and uh, whatever time frame you're hearing the program over the weekend, I hope that you're having a great weekend. Um, And also, if you're new here to the program, and if you like what we do, we do ask that you consider sharing the program on social media, and then also we ask that you subscribe to the program. There's different ways of doing that. You can go to KyleWarrenShow.com. There you will find uh, the links to subscribe to the program. Also, through whatever podcast service you're finding the program on or listening to, uh, they may have some way as well. Uh, in many cases, they do for you to subscribe so you're always notified or get the new program. And so welcome to everybody joining us on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, also on uh, TalkStream Live. Uh, that They list the uh, the program there as well. Um, also, you got uh, Podcast Republic and Spotify as well. Simply go to Kyle Warren show.com you got all the links that you will need or you can also go right to our podcast home page or the home of our podcast is kylewarrenshow.podbean.com uh, and then as well don't forget follow me on parlor at kyle warren show and uh, great to see everybody uh, over there as well okay let's continue listening to uh, joe biden you know, uh, as soon as Dr. Fauci says it's safe. Now, here's the here's the thing. You know, Dr. Fauci may say it's safe, but I don't think we should simply declare it safe because Dr. Fauci said so. I think there's just a larger group and a larger consensus that you would look to for such a thing. And this is why Joe Biden is being so sort of narrow about this, but he's sending a narrow political message as opposed to a more a broad 
more leadership oriented message. And, uh, you know, I, I really I really do think it's important now. You know, it may simply be, well, he's just trying to. But Dr. Fauci, of course, you know, uh, you know, I, I think has always been kind of auditioning to try to get into the a Biden administration if that's the way that it went. And uh, well, and here here we go, I guess. Let's listen into some more of Joe Biden talking with Jake Tapper. That my three predecessors have set the, the model as to what should be done, saying once it's declared to be safe. And then I think Barack said once Fauci says it's clear, that's that's my measure. Then obviously we take it. And it's important to communicate to the American people. It's safe. It's safe to do this. Speaking of Fauci. Uh, have you spoken with him yet? If so, have you asked him to stay on? Yes uh, and yes. His, yes and yes. Well, and, well, tell me about the conversation. Well, as he said, what more needs to be done from his point of view? Well, look, uh, uh, my chief of staff has worked with him in the last uh, crisis. He's been talking to him all the time, Ron Klain. I talked to him today. We spoke today at 3 o'clock. My COVID team met with him. I asked him to stay on in the exact same role he's had for the past several presidents. And I asked him to be a chief medical advisor for me as well and be part of the COVID team. And so what has to be done is we have to make it clear to the American people that the vaccine is safe when it occurred, when that is determined. And number two, you have to make sure, as he points out, you don't have to close down the economy like a lot of folks are talking about now. If, in fact, you have clear guidance and you're able to say to businesses, okay, for example, bars and restaurants are going to close, but we're going to provide you the wherewithal to not lose your business like we were, like the, the house had passed. And we're going to be able to reopen. We're going to be able to reopen in time and not to close down for long periods of time. We talked about... Okay, so with all that, you know, I, I, I do think that the Democrats under Pelosi and Schumer, and where was Biden? You know, Biden could have applied a lot of pressure, even as the nominee. I think he could have applied a lot of pressure. This has to be done, has to be done now. He could have easily called Nancy Pelosi on the telephone and say, Nancy, look, look, Nancy. And before and, and he may have also asked her if she had, was a junkie uh, or something just to make sure. And then then he could move on from there. Uh, <laughs> You know, I was I was wondering the other day, I mean, at, at what point, uh, you know, <laughs> do, do every, does everybody have to take a cocaine test or something to make sure they're not a junkie before before they before they talk to Joe Biden? But at any rate, that's a whole nother deal. See, Friday slash weekend edition. We kind of let our hair down a little bit more <laughs> on the Friday slash weekend edition. Uh, but you've got uh, Joe Biden, uh, you know. Uh, basically, uh, I, I think he could have called Nancy Pelosi and said, look, you know, we got to get this thing through. You got to make a deal. You, you, you've, you've got to get money out to the people because otherwise we're going to totally lose our credibility when it comes time to try to do one if we win this election. And guess what? I think they've totally lost their credibility. Now they're going to swoop in with some kind of thing of, oh, we're going to help everybody. No, they're not going to try to help everybody. They could have done that, and they didn't do it. Because why? Because, again, at the risk of sounding like a broken record, Joe Biden, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, the ultimate goal, the mission was to make Trump look bad. And so, and, and guess what? I think people understand this. And one of the reasons I'm so passionate about this today is yesterday I was talking with a friend of mine who owns a small business 
and with the looming shutdown in California, thanks to uh, uh, to uh, Gavin Newsom, so maybe Biden and Fauci can go tell Gavin Newsom he doesn't have to shut everything down or something like that. Um, but my friend is uh, is facing an, an actual shutdown. Where he has to close his doors altogether. He was already shut down for three months uh, earlier in the year, and now has to shut down more than likely have to shut down within the next couple of days as these statistics are reported in california and so there is nothing there to help them right there's nothing there to help these small businesses that will have to be completely shut down because they're non-essential that kind of thing and um, it's just unbelievable to me but what's happened What's happening to, to my friend and to others I've talked to is that the, the, the light is growing dimmer and it's not fair. It's not fair at all. So, you know, cavalierly, well, we're going to have to make sure people are going to get what they need and all this. You know, you know, honestly, do you really think we're going to fall for this kind of maudlin uh, stuff that you're now talking about when you had the power to uh, to try to do something before and you didn't do it and why didn't you do it because you were going after Donald Trump and and you were putting the screws to the people thinking they would hate Trump so much they would vote for Biden right and you say well Kyle what if Biden won the election well we, basically with everything that we know that is still quite uh, an interesting question and the fact is well that Biden's not even interested in getting to the actual truth if people cheated on his behalf right let's just put the best construction on it let's just say people cheated on his behalf he knew nothing about it and all this kind of stuff he ought to be a presidential leader and 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 call that out and demand transparency and demand that the truth come out that's what the american people respect he's starting out this whole thing with the idea that, uh, you know, he's not going to be forthcoming. He's not going to go the extra mile for the American people. This is, uh, but of course, you know, he's, it's going to be heralded as some kind of second coming or something like this is crazy. But here we go. And here's another thing. This from Newsmax. Federal judge orders Trump administration to restore DACA for dreamers. Federal judge in Brooklyn, New York, ordered the Trump administration Friday to fully restore the so-called Dreamers program that protects undocumented immigrants brought to the U.S.'s children. Uh, let's see. Da, da, da. Um, in June, the Supreme Court blocked the administration from ending the initiative that shields hundreds of thousands of undocumented immigrants from deportation and lets them seek jobs. Uh, let's see. So here's here's the deal. Trump would have Trump would have done a DACA deal like and to you know sort of uh, emulate donald trump a little bit they he would have done a daca deal like you've never seen you would have he would have done a daca deal that would have been the absolute very best daca deal in the history of the universe it would have absolutely benefited people and he was willing to do that and you know what happened folks they the democrats didn't want to do that at all they didn't want to do that at all why didn't they want to do that again because they don't want to give trump a win and they would not give trump a win so now president trump i think you know had the right argumentation on his side that daca was in the purview of congress and wasn't in the purview of barack obama with his telephone and his pen 
Okay, that's a different kind of a thing than something that is truly in the purview of the legislature. And Donald Trump was willing to work with the legislature. I would even perchance to think, my friends, that Donald Trump, that the legislature at that time, controlled by the Democrats in the House, they could have probably written whatever they wanted to, more or less. I'm just being generalizing here. They could have written whatever ticket they wanted. And President Trump most likely would have signed it. But again, they didn't want to do that because why? Because, well, we don't have bipartisanship here. There's no bipartisanship. We're supposed to hate Trump. Remember, Trump's a Nazi and he's an illegitimate president and on and on and on it goes. And guess who suffered? The DACA kids. That's right. And so, again, we just get more and more, you know, instances of exactly what the Democrat Party elite are really like. Stay right there, folks. You're listening to Kyle Warren. Hi folks, this is Kyle Warren. A short time out, then back with more, so stay right there. Hi folks, this is Kyle Warren. Stay tuned for the Edwards Notebook right here on the Kyle Warren Show. A candy maker in Indiana wanted to produce a candy that would be a witness, so he made the Christmas candy cane. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards on today's page from the Edwards Notebook. The candy maker began with a stick of pure white hard candy to symbolize the virgin birth and sinless nature of Jesus. The candy maker made the candy in the form of a J to represent the name of Jesus who came to earth as our Savior. It also represented the staff of the Good Shepherd who reaches down into the ditches of the world to lift out the fallen lambs that have gone astray. Realizing his candy was very plain, the candy maker stained it with red stripes to symbolize the scourging Jesus received by which we are all healed. The large red stripe was for the blood shed by Jesus on the cross so that we could have the promise of eternal life. Unfortunately, the candy became known only as a candy cane, a meaningless decoration seen at Christmas time, but the meaning is still there for those who have eyes to see and ears to hear. I pray that this symbol will again be used to witness the wonder of Jesus and His great love that came down to us remain the ultimate and dominant force in the universe today and forever. Merry Christmas, and may God bless everyone. I'm Ron Edwards. Please check out theronedwards.com. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. Whether it wishes us well or ill, that we shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe, to assure the survival and the success of liberty. You're listening to Kyle Warren. All right.
right, welcome back, everybody. Kyle Warren with you. Welcome back as we continue racing through and rocketing through this Friday slash weekend edition. And don't forget, I'll be a guest later on this evening on the Captain's America Third Watch radio program. All that happens at 11.05 p.m. Pacific, 2.05 a.m. Eastern time. And uh, you can go to kylewarrenshow.com to find the links to listen live to the Captain's flagship station of AM860, The Answer, there in Tampa, Florida. And just a little bit here and later in this program, we'll hear some of my appearance from earlier in the week on the Captain's America Third Watch, as is our Friday slash weekend edition tradition. Say that five times fast. Okay. And, uh... I've tried. I've, I've got to about three. Uh, but at any rate, welcome back, everybody. Uh, so much more to tell you about. Uh, let's let's tell you about this. I, what, I saw this earlier. And uh, OK, so uh, remember how I said the singing host thing would uh, would be relevant? Well, you know how singing host says, well, thank you very much. Well, <laughs> who does that sound like? Well, this is actually from People magazine. Uh, all this has to do with the um, uh, the vaccination uh, and what Joe Biden talked about. You know, he's waiting for Dr. Fauci, this kind of thing. Well, I, this caught my eye. Uh, People magazine put this out earlier today. Elvis Presley gave Americans a gift beyond his rock and roll and music in 1956 during a period when polio plagued the country. He received a polio vaccine on live TV on the Ed Sullivan show. Uh, While most children were getting vaccinated at at that time, many teens and young adults didn't think they were at risk from polio and were reluctant to get the vaccine. Presley's decision to publicly get the vaccine, particularly as a young, healthy celebrity, may have provided a major push for teens and young adults to get vaccinated themselves. CNN reported uh, it may be have been a catalyst in getting younger adults to understand the importance of the shot. This likely helped show slow the highly contagious disease, which was eventually eradicated after Dr. Jonas Salk developed a vaccine in 1955. By 1962, the average number of polio cases dropped significantly. Uh, the United States has been polio free since 1979. And that's that's a very, very good thing. One day, hopefully, we'll be coronavirus-free um, all around the world. Uh, now, I, I remember getting uh, polio uh, vaccines as a, as a boy, um, and so I, I recall that. And um, uh, but I was a very little boy when that happened, obviously. And and so um, again, uh, you know, the 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 notion of polio in those days uh, was also very uh, very scary. But of course. Obviously, having the vaccine was uh, just a, a major, major miracle. And um, by the way, too, remember what what did um, Joe Biden tell us? He told us no miracle is coming. Um, and so but now Nancy Pelosi says the vaccine is an answer to prayers. So I maybe they all need to get together and get their act, their, their story straight or something. I, I just I just don't know. But on this uh, on this very important subject, even Elvis Presley actually helped lead the way uh, way back in 1956. Okay, well, folks, as we said, let's listen into some of my appearance uh, earlier this week on the Captain's America Third Watch with host Captain Matt Bruce. Without further ado, take it away, Captain. Well, yesterday afternoon, I thought we were going to start with this story, and that was where we were going to go. But I'm going to mention it just to get it out there. Attorney General William Barr 
told the Associated Press yesterday that the Justice Department has not uncovered any evidence of widespread voter fraud yet that would change the outcome of the 2020 presidential election. Yes, that was a very, very interesting thing. He said that in an interview yesterday. And he used the word yet. Yet. And I think that's the operative word um, right now. Um, Obviously, and I think there was a clarification later on that, you know, they are looking at evidence that's uh, coming their way, this kind of a thing. But as of yesterday, they, as you said, the official word is that they don't have any, any big thing to talk about yet. However, that could change. It just depends. Now, the interesting thing, Captain, was that the president's attorney, uh, uh, Jenna Ellis, um, she sort of uh, shot off a, a communication right away saying, well, you know, we've uncovered, according to her, uh, all kinds of uh, fraud and issues in several states and um, wanting them to take a look at that, obviously. So, so it, it's continuing, and we'll get more from, from Attorney General Barr, I'm sure. Well, having been in the trucking business for going on about 30 years uh, with my wife when she was alive, uh, that was uh, our, our part-time business that we had, which actually became full-time because she ran it. Uh, and having hauled the mail uh, a number of times over that 30-year period, I got my ears just perked right up when I heard, saw and heard the interview on Fox News with the truck driver who came out with a load of mail. He was a contractor, just like what we did, came out with a load of mail in Beth Page, Long Island. And went to Lexington, Pennsylvania, or Lancaster, Pennsylvania, sorry. Then he went to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And on his truck, he saw them load pallets of ballots from Bethpage, Long Island, New York. Took them across state lines to go to Pennsylvania. What the hell? And this was after the election. Yes. I mean, this has got red flags all over the place, Captain. And, uh, and certainly... Even and especially as you said, that very important phrase across state lines um, as well. So obviously, this appears to be some kind of an operation uh, going on, and uh, we need more information. Now, I, what I think is really salient here, Captain, is the idea that here you have this individual, this uh, contract trucker, coming forward. You know, he doesn't need any of this aggravation and problem. Um, so he's definitely risking a lot to come forward and tell what he knows, tells what, tell what he sees or had seen. And also, Captain, at some point he said he came out and the trailer that he had uh, picked up to, to haul was gone. Yeah. And he has no explanation for where it would have gone. I mean, so, so again, this has all the hallmarks. If you were watching this in a movie, you'd say, yep, it make, all makes sense. But uh, it's definitely enough. I think, to warrant a very serious consideration and investigation on this. And PA Congressman Mike Kelly, who had a lawsuit going, uh, I think his lawsuit was uh, tabled or set aside or whatever, has asked as the Supreme Court of the United States to take a look at these absentee ballots. In the meantime, Senator Ted Cruz has publicly uh, requested the Supreme Court to hear the Pennsylvania election challenge. So now we've got some other voices in the mix here. Now, it doesn't mean it's going to happen because, again, you have to have four Supreme Court justices that agree to hear the case. Well, that's exactly right, Captain. And, uh, of course, this idea that what's coming from Congressman Kelly seems to be pretty confined to, as you talked about, the the absentee ballots. 
Um, Senator Ted Cruz also making similar calls here. Um, we are now, yesterday was December the 1st. We now have 13 days uh, to get to December 14th, uh, when presumably the Electoral College will meet and the votes will be cast. That's a very, very middle, uh, window, um, but with what we're hearing, perhaps it will be compelling enough for four of those justices to agree to hear the case, if, if anything, to be thorough so the American people have some idea that these things are being reviewed, because I think more and more people out there, Captain, want at least that done. Well, uh, Senator Ted Cruz, who, of course, is a Republican from Texas, publicly urged the U.S. Supreme Court to hear the expedited appeal of a case challenging the election results in Pennsylvania, saying the matter raises serious legal issues. And we'll have more when we come back on the Captain's America Third Watch. Kyle, hang on. And, folks, we are coming right back. Kathy's going to give you the phone number. Don't go anywhere. This is the Captain's America Third Watch. And if you thought things couldn't get changed around anymore, you just heard it. You're listening to the Captain's America Third Watch, heard live right here on this station from 2 to 6 a.m. Eastern Time, overnight Monday through Saturday. Call 877-969-8600 and tell us what's on your mind. You're listening to Kyle Warren. This is Chicago-style hot dog here. I'm not feeling too good. Turns out, along with all the other bad things my cholesterol does, they say it's a risk factor for strokes. Strokes? Sheesh. Good news from National Stroke Association. Exercising, eating right, and asking your doctor about medicines that can help lower your cholesterol, like statins, may reduce the risk of a first stroke. And if you've already had a stroke, it's even more important you lower your cholesterol. Lower your chances of stroke by controlling your cholesterol. Visit stroke.org today. Hey, John, I just heard you got a new computer. Congratulations. Thanks. It's the coolest thing. What will you do with your old computer? I don't know. I guess I'll just throw it away. Well, my company just bought new computers, and we decided to donate the old PCs to a place that gives them to local schools. You could do something like that. Seriously, who would want a three-year-old computer? Hey, it might be great for someone else. Computers can be refurbished and reused instead of ending up in the trash. By passing it on, you can help the community and the environment. If you're replacing your company's IT equipment or you're finished using your personal computer, pass it on to a local organization that accepts computers. To learn more, log on to epa.gov slash pass it on. This message was brought to you by EPA, Dell, Intel, HP, NEC, Philips, and this radio station on behalf of EPA's Plug-In to E-Cycling Partnership. EPA does not endorse any commercial services or products of these groups. For information on all partners, log on to epa.gov slash plugin. In sports, five games were featured in Hockey Action last year. Every year, millions of people rely on portable generators when they lose access to electricity. But some of them don't understand that a portable generator's carbon monoxide emissions can kill if their generators are used indoors. So we're here to clear the air. Always take your generator outside, away from windows and doors. When you take it outside, you distance yourself from the dangers of carbon monoxide. For more safety tips, visit TakeYourGeneratorOutside.com. Have you saved a life today? We organize a blood drive at our school. My blood type is O. They really need that. Have you saved a life today? I have cancer, but I make sure all my friends know how important it is to give blood. My blood helps heart patients or accident victims. Have you saved a life today? No, but today, someone's blood saved my son. The American Red Cross. Call 1-800-GIVE-LIFE.
of the Edwards Notebook, and you're being schooled by Kyle Warren, the professor of politics. Yes, that's right, and welcome back, everybody. Kyle Warren with you. And we are continuing to race through and rocket through this Friday slash weekend edition. And I hope that you have some uh, great weekend plans. And, of course, uh, uh, here in Southern California, where the, the winds are dying down, and that's a good thing. And that means it looks like they can get that fire under control, uh, what they call the bonfire uh, near Irvine, California. And uh, hopefully, and two firefighters were hurt, by the way, so our best wishes uh, for a speedy recovery go out to them as well. All right, folks, let's get right back to my appearance with Captain Matt Bruce on the Captain's America Third Watch earlier this week. Take it away, Captain. Hi, this is Mike Gallagher. You're listening to the Captain's America Third Watch with Captain Matt Bruce. Indeed you are. And this portion of the program brought to you by my friends Pete and Seth Talbot over at Relief Factor. And thank you to all the people that are taking advantage of uh, trying the Relief Factor three-week quick start. I've been getting a lot of good comments. And uh, yesterday I got some comments from both Pete and Seth who put me on a conference call. And uh, they were telling me about all the new people that are uh, adding relief factor to their package to see if they can get rid of pain uh, and that's what it's all about now i'll tell you what the three-week quick start costs 19.95 about a dollar a day to see if they can help you get you out of pain for whatever you got going on so if you're struggling with neck back shoulder hip knee pain general muscle aches and pain from your normal every everyday activities then i'm going to make a suggestion to you for something that works for me religiously i take it at least two times a day it's the three-week quick start of relief factor for only 19.95 now you can give them a call at 800-583-84 and tell them the captain sent you to get that price that's 800-583-84 and tell them the captain sent you if you don't tell them the captain sent you they're going to charge you full price so you got to remember relieffactor.com the website relieffactor.com and always refer to the captain as sending you to get that that reduced price or give them a call at 800-583-84 that's relieffactor.com and i'm telling you i use it religiously and it works for me and hopefully it will work for you all right kyle warner professor of politics is back with us hey kyle hey captain all right i'm going to bring uh, mike from clearwater into the mix here uh hey mike good morning mike hello yeah, good, good morning. morning okay, good before morning, you Kyle. start, before you start, I want to mention a phone call I just got from Atlanta. And, Kyle, you already know about it, I told you. Um, we got a call from one of our faithful listeners up there in Atlanta, and she told me that for the second time they sent her an absentee ballot that she did not request. Now, this one is for the upcoming Senate race, I'm sure. The last one was for the presidential race. So here we go again. Absolutely, Captain. I mean, this is, um, I'm sure her story is uh, duplicated across many other, uh, many other individuals. Very, very concerning. She didn't, if she didn't ask for it, why is she getting an absentee ballot? That's right. Yep. That's right. Okay, Mike, go ahead. Well, and you know, you know, Captain and Kyle, it, it amazes me that here we have these hearings. Uh, I saw the truck driver testify. Uh, now, in Wisconsin, apparently somebody testified and said that, okay, well, if, you, if we got ballots in and they were not filled out properly. Now, my understanding is, according to Wisconsin law, it can be fixed, but you, they have to contact the person, and that person has to come in and fix it themselves. Well, 
this lady was saying the, the poll workers were fixing them. If the, you know, the names weren't right or the addresses weren't right, they were doing it themselves, which is, which is flagrant fraud. And with what's going on in Georgia, you know, we have to be hypersensitive. We know they're going to try to steal it again. The, the lady just said that she got a ballot that she didn't ask for. What she needs to do is contact the FBI and turn that over to them or whatever law enforcement agency that, that handles that. I, I would think it would be the FBI. But then again, you have so many corrupt people in the FBI that, you know, I, I don't know if you can trust those. Well, actually, those. actually, I would go to the Donald Trump campaign, DonaldJTrump.com, and there's a you know, section there link. A better thing, Captain, and then that's where you said We already it. know that federal law enforcement <clears throat> is fraught with, uh, you know, crooked people. And and I know there's let me let me be fair, there's tons of FBI agents that do right that that are do do their job like they're supposed to, but we also know that there's ones that don't. But I'm just amazed at how none of these hearings were covered on CNN or MSNBC or, but yet you know the American people have the right to listen to this, at least listen to it and then make up your own mind whether you think fraud happened. We all know it did. But to not even show it to the American people, to me, is shameful. And I just want to see what you and the professor think. Okay. Thank you very much, Mike. All right. Well, Kyle, you first. Well, you know, Mike, I agree totally. I I think that uh, the American people have the right to hear these things. Um, Fortunately, there are some ways to find it, but you kind of have to go find it. But what's happening in the media is collectively they are simply ignoring any of these kinds of very compelling, very powerful testimonies because they have already decided it would appear that they're just, they're just, they're done with Donald Trump and all this stuff and, and it's Biden all the way and they're doing a great disservice to the American people because the American people aren't getting um, actual reporting and journalism. This is a huge story. And they're just, you know, just uh, just brushing it all off. Well, <clears throat> that's true. Um, let me just uh, mention something here. The Trump campaign is looking for what we call a friendly judge. Now, he's looking for a fair, honest, and courageous judge, one who honors and respects the rule of law, could be male or female, and one who has the character to live up to the distinguished uh, title that uh, they've been had bestowed upon them or him or her. But the problem is, so far, they haven't found one. Right. Well, exactly. And so what happens then is that it actually amplifies in the media by simply saying, look, see, it it got rejected again. There's just nothing there to see, folks, nothing there to see. But it's because they haven't found the judge who is intrepid enough yet to take this on, because this is... This is huge. We can't even tell you how big this story and this whole situation truly is. And again, now we've got United States Postal Service whistleblowers coming forward alleging illegal activity, uh, certainly activity with ballots that were taken uh, and delivered across state lines. What the hell is that all about? Well, right. I mean, that certainly amplifies whatever crime is being committed at that point uh, based on what we know so far. Uh, but also it shows a boldness, it shows a, uh, just a, a, a complete disregard for our, Democrat, uh, our democratic uh, system in terms of voting. Uh, and again, uh, we've heard so many things, Captain, over the last four years about attacking our democracy, attacking our democracy. 
Well, these kinds of things are a direct attack upon our democracy because it seeks to subvert the will of the people, disenfranchise voters, um, and uh, again, simply install somebody or a system or a, mach- or a machine, for that matter, um, that is totally antithetical to where the country is really heading. And the next state, <clears throat> pardon me, the next state that Rudy Giuliani is headed to is Michigan to testify on the election in front of a uh, legislative committee. Right. And again, there's some different tracks here because the uh, the uh, state legislatures can, uh, you know, take action if they find it to be very compelling. Um, so, again, uh, getting more information out there is really the key because because the American people, I think, by and large, again, they want to know the truth. And if the truth is out there and it's compelling, they are going to, I think, I, I, I would believe, uh, put pressure on their own uh, elected officials but also start that critical mass that even a biased media in favor of Biden can't overcome. Now, there are some people that probably <clears throat> heard me <clears throat> pardon me, say what I did about the uh, Attorney General Barr and his comment, and then we suddenly reverted around to this again. But the key word with Attorney General Barr, and I'm going to read his words, I want you to concentrate on what I'm telling you here right now. Attorney General William Barr, told the Associated Press yesterday that the Justice Justice Department has not uncovered any evidence of widespread voter fraud yet, yet, Y-E-T, yet, that would change the outcome of the 2020 presidential election. That does not mean they're not still looking for it. It does not mean there's not still an investigation going on, which there is. It means that so far they haven't found any widespread uh, fraud. Well, right, in, in, the, in the sense that they can officially make any statement about it or come to any kind of conclusion. Um, but one would think, Captain, that even just a cursory look at what uh, the president's attorneys have already well, we know put it's, out there. Well, we know yeah. it's there. Yeah, exactly. That's right. The so question we, is how much and what kind. It, it Precisely, precisely. And again, we're talking about sworn affidavits. Yep. You know, if you swear in an affidavit and you're lying, you can go to jail for that. Uh, a lot of people have put have risked a, risked a lot, and again, just like the truck driver, they don't have. There's no reason for them to go and take this kind of pressure into their lives and this kind of and, and the kind of reaction that they are going to get from from the other side, as it were, um, because so so they must be. Um, you know, just wanting to tell the truth about things. And we need to investigate their claims and find out if they hold water or not. I mean, that's the American way. But we're being told, Captain, that, nope, that's not, nope, just stop. Just don't think about this anymore and just just move forward. That's that's not the way we've done things for over two centuries in this country, and we're not going to start now. And uh, here comes the uh, music, so we'll have to wait till we come back. But when we come back, I'm going to mention some more things here uh, pertaining to the election. I've got about, uh, let's say, I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different stories, all different, different states where things are going on, uh, including a winning race yesterday in your state, Kyle. A winner was declared. Okay, folks, another Republican won in California, another congressional seat. How about that? We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. This is the Captain's America Third Watch. Thank you so much, Captain Matt Bruce. Always a pleasure, folks. Thanks for listening to the program today. We will see you on the radio tonight and right back here on Monday. You're listening to Kyle Warren. Take care out there.